Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. But if you're looking for pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and use LT23 to get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order, American-Giant.com, code LT23. Hello and welcome to this Team of the Season Premier League focused podcast. We'll be talking about the Premier League squad. We'll be picking out our pound for pound powerhouses. And of course, we'll be discussing the surprise addition of cosmetic items being added to the foot store. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, Patreon, and brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to Week. 31 of the Foot Weekly podcast and it has been Premier League team of the season and on this main feed pod that's probably what we'll spend a lot of this time talking about which I'm looking forward to and we have with us uh, two pretty regular guests and one returning we haven't had for a little while because he's been unwell. Japes welcome back. How are we doing? Doing much better. Glad to be talking about FIFA again and having my first cup of coffee in two weeks as well. Wow. So things are looking up for me Ben. Great. Some strong medication though I guess yeah. It's a medication that you're very much not supposed to mix with caffeine. So, uh, okay. you know, nice. it is possible to go cold turkey when you need to. So you say the illness wasn't that bad. It was just not having coffee, which was that's right. <laughs> the real that's reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Well, we also have with us, as I said, quite regular Richard Buckley. Thanks for filling in when Jake's was gone as well. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, officially, just for everyone, I know everyone at home is, is asking the question. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, in the in the new place now. Yeah. Finally got my, my setup sorted as well. Backdrop is not just a white wall. Don't look like a murderer anymore. I've actually got a little bit of personality and colour <laughs> in my room. But uh, no, I'm feeling very good and excited to talk about Premier League team of the season. But not that excited about our next guest, who is Chew Boy. Chew, thanks for coming on. It's always good to have you. Hello. Uh, hey, no problem. Uh, just next time, don't book me with Richard Buckley. Uh, it's good to be back. 
Yeah, you would have thought I'd learn my lesson after getting you both in to do that Tuesday night football last week with Foothead. You can catch those Tuesday night footballs coming up with uh, this being a bit of a Tuesday night football reunion in a way. But yeah, let's get into this team of the season Premier League chat because we're going to start with our pound for pound powerhouse, which is a player that we have seen or we like the look of that we think offers really good value that's available now and has come out over the past week or so. We will start off with yourself, Japes, throwing you in at the deep end. Have you spotted anyone, I know you haven't been playing, that you would like to bring in and try and, and looks great value and could be a pound-for-pound powerhouse? I very much want to replace JB17 in my squad with that Ruben Diaz card. Uh. I know, Ben, you think he's a little bit slow, but when I look at center backs <laughs> and like the stats that matter to me, his passing stats are obviously crazy. Vision's not great. The 99 composure and 99 reactions, exactly what I want. Maxed out in defending and nearly maxed out in physical as well. So I have a shadow on him. I think he's a 97 rated CB in game from what I can see. Uh, great mm. Portuguese links in the Premier League for me. At three, four hundred K, that's a steal for a center back of that quality. Yeah, and uh, a strong link to everyone's red pick Edison on Thursday, which is nice. Good, yeah, good, a good suggestion. And a lot of people who've used him have said he's really good. And I know, you know, Wambasaka the best Premier League center back at the moment. But if you if you're a traditionalist and want your CBs to be actual CBs, then I think Ruben Diaz isn't too bad. Right, who should we go on to next? Let's go to Rich Gives Chew some thinking time as I know he hasn't done this before. Rich, have you got someone that you've seen over the last week you want to bring up? Uh, I have, yes. And it's a little bit of a controversial one because this player, when he was released, everyone said he is too expensive for the for the player that you're getting. But mm. I completed Gareth Bale, the oh, SBC. Controversial. Yeah. And I have to say, I was I was very, very impressed with uh, with Mr. Gareth Bale. I played him as a right forward in a 4-3-2-1, and he scored 16 goals, I believe, for me in 23 games, which as a right forward, when you play next to, what, uh, the team of the year, Nobani Mane, and 95 CR7, like, you're not, you're not the star player, so to say, but mm. in, in the very sweaty weekend league, which it was, he was, <sighs> I probably get crucified for this, but he was just the outball. Whenever I needed to play it up to him, not only having Ronaldo, but having that extra player, whether it's in the air against the fullback, little back post cross, whether it's just playing in and then shooting near post on his left foot, he was just very good. And I think for 300k, right mids in the Premier League, we saw Salah released, but he's he's expensive. Mm. I think Bale sort of suits the meta a little bit more. He's a little bit more physical. And for me, he just... He just ticks all those boxes that I needed. And I, I was very, very impressed. Uh, player finisher on him mm. at the minute in terms of the chemistry style as well. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, with how he's turned out. Great. Oh, I really wasn't expecting that. So I'm, I'm glad we had something left field. Chu, have you got something up your sleeve for us here? I would say it's two players I played against. I think one was that mm. Bale, now that Richard talks about because I played against him a couple of times. And he was just hard to get off the ball, honestly. Like defenders were literally mm. just bouncing off of him in a penalty area, uh, which is kind of annoying. Uh, played him like three, four times this past weekend. And yeah, same thing. Just every time I try to get close, uh, you know, with the fullbacks and center back, the fullbacks just kind of literally bounced right off him and he just went on to score. Uh, the agility wasn't like crazy, but like when he shot, he pretty much scored every time, uh, especially like finesse yeah. shots, even at tight angles. 
Uh, I would say that, and then another player, I have to say, that gave me a lot of trouble. A lot of people were bringing on uh, the Tots Sar, mm. and he, like, even though it was like three star Wii Foot, he was still like banging everything in, yeah. super sweaty. The, you know, a lot of people said he's like bad, but from what I played against, like, he was really good. I actually put him on my bench just to, you know, try him out because I saw everybody was like using him against me and just absolutely destroying me with that. Um, with that card so I have to say that SAR the Todd SAR is a very good one yeah yeah uh, just, uh, the one that I was gonna bring up myself actually because I feel like I've somewhat neglected the objective players in my suggestions recently but the good thing about this one is that I was gonna mention him and someone gave a good breakdown and one of the listeners so I can just bring that in instead of doing it myself um, also ran put forward the team of the season Rodri and uh, I, I think just one of the great things about him is he's kind of a unique-ish player in terms of the team of the season midfielders we've had. I'm not seeing anyone who has the range of stats that he has and the physicality because as also around here's pointing out, he's six foot three, 82 kilos, high on average. He's got high defensive, medium attacking work rates. Um, if you put a shadow chem, he gets 90 plus uh, in the pace stats. Maxed out defending, including 98 defensive awareness, which we all know is very important. But he has quite good agility and balance, even if it's not the highest, you know, low 80s. And great physicality, you know, the 92 strength, uh, really high short passing. The point that also Rand also makes here is that the stats make him into almost a, a prime Vieira type player. He has that reach, he has the size. And he's just saying, you know, if you want that CDM to lock things down in the middle of the park, he's probably going to have to be more of a central CDM. Probably not so good in a two, um, but he's also as also Rand's pointing out, great. If you want to link between La Liga and Premier League, the Premier Play objective is fairly straightforward as objectives go. It's pretty easy. Uh, it shouldn't be too difficult. Maybe slightly more challenging than Correa, but not a huge amount. Uh, a couple of other honourable mentions from the listeners, actually. Tagliafico from L. You know, he just pointed out how ridiculous his defensive stats are with an anchor and uh, physicality as well. And the uh, pace, of course, decent on the ball. Two-star three stars maybe the only issue there but compares really well to Roberto Carlos and he's just 150k uh, but uh, Springford slight West Ham bias here I think pointing out that he likes Suchek and I think a few people may have him as untradeable because of the uh, fact that plenty of people are doing those upgrades and he's probably one of the most common in there apart from Edison of course he's six foot four he's got the body type he's also got crazy stamina I mean he's 99 stamina and for total in games the only players in the Premier League that would be better than him would be Ndombele, obviously Bruno and KDB and Thiago actually. Oh, and Mason Mount, who apart from Mason Mount, he's going to be far, far, far cheaper than. Actually, Mason Mount is probably in with a shout for this himself. But the point being, Suchek, despite maybe not having the best mobility in terms of agility and balance and acceleration, so may feel a little bit clunky, is probably a really, really good CDM and probably a great alternative to Rodri, actually, if you didn't want to do the objective. Uh, so yeah, another good suggestion. Lots of really good suggestions and a couple of really, really detailed ones as well, which is great. And so I've made sure those uh, get a mention on the pod. If you'd like to submit a pound for pound powerhouse for that week's podcast, you can do that via at footweeklypod, footweekly at mail.com. And of course, the best place is in the support to Discord in the pod priority questions section. Right, let us move on to uh, something a bit different and then we'll go back to talking about content in the traditional sense because one of the big talking points over the weekend was actually something that was put into the store and that was the fact that uh, rather than just packs being purchasable in the store, this weekend you can actually buy cosmetic items. There was a stadium pack which included uh, Tifo 
and uh, some kits. These were not in partnership with anything in particular. They were EA's own creation, I believe. You had the kits, the TFO stadium theme, and a bundle option as well, ranging between 150, I think it was 700 FIFA points for those, under a new section in the store called Stadium. Purchasing cosmetics in foot is a completely new concept and something that I think throws up quite a number of interesting questions that we'll discuss. So, Chu, great to have you on the podcast because I know this is something (laughs) you're very much across. Um, (laughs) But we'll start with both Hugh and Springford asking a question about our thoughts on what this means for the game and I suppose for loot boxes, which it looks like this could be an alternative for them, but I think realistically it's unlikely to ever generate the amount that loot boxes do for obvious reasons. But I was just interested to know from your perspective, too, you know, what is the play? I guess there's a few going on, right? Yeah, there's a lot of plays here. I mean, this all first start off with um, people don't, re- a lot of people don't realize because I guess they haven't played that mode is that Volta's had this for years already um, since it first came in. Maybe not direct like monetary purchase, but in-game credit purchase for, for skins, essentially kits, that kind of thing. So it's all a test, right? In the long term, yes, I believe it's a test to see a right, worst case scenario, doomsday scenario. If loot boxes get banned in every single country, right? Then by the time that happens and they've tested this out and it becomes a staple, then mm. all right, they switch to this mode. You know, um, hopefully they put it in like things like pro clubs. I think it's something that could work well in pro clubs, let's say mm. down the line, because I don't think they monetize pro clubs until they see the danger in loot boxes being banned for ultimate team. Mm. Right. Unfortunately, um, you know, I wish it came in pro clubs a bit earlier, but from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to try to take people out of ultimate team where they do spend money to pro clubs where they don't. So I don't see them, um, putting this in something like Pro Clubs until the danger of FIFA points being banned uh, in all countries happens. So that's a doomsday scenario. The only problem I had with this when it came out a few days ago was that the kits aren't that enticing. Mm. There's not like a brand that you're associated with that you have an emotional connection with. They're just kind of like a random kit, right? I felt like if they did some like crazy, like special Jordan X Mbappe kit, I think people would have like loved the idea a bit more because I feel like if you have some kind of emotional attachment uh, to the kit or the TIFO, then you're more willing to spend the FIFA points and the coins on it. Uh, I'm also not too sure why it was tradable, but <laughs> it could lead to that where your favorite musician, your favorite, you know, like uh, YouTuber, content creator will have a kit. And then if you do buy it with FIFA points, then you get uh, that person gets a cut of the the proceeds. So if you're an esports player, you know, a lot of esports players in the past have, you know, said like, hey, you know, we don't have enough prize money. So, you know, hey, this could be a future where I see, I don't, you know, like the hashtag kit that's usually free. Um, you know, let's say it's behind this uh, FIFA point paywall, let's say. Uh, and then you know that most of the money goes to hashtag and you're supporting hashtag Tom. You're supporting hashtag Shory. Mm. Um, so that's where I see things going. And also, you know, content creator codes, things like that, that Fortnite has had. And that's why I was a bit annoyed. We asked for this. I mean, I remember three years ago, everyone was like, oh, let's be like Fortnite. Oh my God, Fortnite has so many good ideas. Well, yeah, this is what you asked mm. for. So Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was actually, uh, Richard, maybe the fact that this kit wasn't particularly exciting or interesting, I think, that maybe meant that the reaction was a bit more like, eh, this is strange and 
people are like, why would I pay for this when it's just a random kit that they've made up, right? Yeah, the kit's just rubbish. I think it, one thing that did surprise me is that not only it was tradable, but you could buy it with coins as well. I would have thought that it would have just been a FIFA point purchase. Hmm. I, I don't understand that. I think if you're doing that level of cosmetics and microtransactions, just make it strict FIFA points because it's not impacting the game at all. Like You're not getting any benefit from having a different kit so why not just make it full fifa points instead of coins as well that was something that i didn't really understand yeah i feel like it's just a consistency thing really because everything in the store does have a coin value on it it does mean you can purchase it with coins and ea can say that everything within the game can be obtained without spending real world currency beyond the game purchase initially itself uh, even if we know that to be pretty much impossible, that is certainly uh, the case technically at the moment. So they can continue to say that. But yeah, I can't see anyone spending the coins on this considering how much that is for something that's cosmetic. Rich, what are your thoughts then just overall beyond that? Like for me, I saw it and we're like, okay, I'm not going to buy the kit. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the wider implications potentially. And I think there is a lot of things going behind the scenes, obviously. Mm. I, I know no further information than a lot of other people, but you recently saw the Instagram, which has got no sort of affiliation to the word FIFA that's recently been made as well mm. by EA. I think it's just EA Sports foot. There's no wording of FIFA on there. So I think mm. there's all hypothetical. There could be changes happening. There could be movement behind the scenes. Uh, this could be the starting blocks of something happening potentially in the future, but I've got no real negativity towards cosmetics being purchasable in, in the store, in my personal opinion. Just the, the tradable, it was weird. Yeah. What are your thoughts, James? I mean, from a business perspective, diversify makes a lot of sense, but did you have any further thoughts than what's been said so far? I don't actually have a problem with the idea whatsoever. And, and for me, actually... Like if an item's in the store, I think it should have a coin value and a FIFA point value almost always because I think it sets a good precedent um, for the community as far as like how EA is theoretically valuing the two. For me though, this lacks an overarching strategy to it. And I think what she was talking about, whether it would have been like an Mbappe release or, you know, something like there, this is team of the season. There's a lot that they could have done for this. Mm. You know, whether that would have been like a special Premier League team of the season kit that's you know in combo with you know a different spawn you know whatever it might be i just don't see a like cohesive strategy as far as like what the plan is and certainly you can like test it out throw it out and see what happens but you know i don't think this is going to give them good data because i don't think this is a great representation of what they the community might hope something like this could be and really what ea could do with something like this in the long run yeah, I mean, some people looking very long term are thinking potentially seeing players purchase with FIFA points and things like that. I mean, I think Chu, you were dismissing that idea. I mean, the, the logistics and licensing issues around that in terms of you know, would players get a cut? It wouldn't be something they could do for many players in the game. They probably need individual licenses with players. And yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it'd be very difficult to do. But I was thinking from a technical standpoint, I can see why they went for a very mere first release because if you were partnered with a brand and this first release went technically wrong which could easily happen yeah. and there was a negative reaction it could be a bit of a disaster for the relationship with yeah, the brand and, and, and that actually brings up a good point because like, again th this is why i always get very annoyed with um 
community reaction to just new things. Like, community just doesn't like new things. Like, I remember uh, I was tweeting, like, I remember when I was in the A, we were like, all right, let's make TV season cards blue. Community hated it. I'll never forget. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just a different color. Like, what, what's your problem? Like, no, it's stupid. I'm like, okay, now does anyone care about card designs? No, everybody Changes loves card hard, designs. You. Changes it's, hard. it's just, sorry, I, I always get really annoyed by it because it's just like the dumbest. I remember releasing the 100K pack. We literally barely slept that night because we knew what was going to happen. And now mm. people literally are begging for 100K packs in lightning rounds, right? And the reason, like you said, uh, you know, maybe they didn't go with somebody branded because like if the community reacts they react aggressively and they like spam Adidas, like, oh my God, there's such an L, blah, blah, blah. Then, mm. all right, the test fails and then you don't get the things that could have come in the future. So we're one of the few communities that gets mad at what we ask for. And I don't understand because in my opinion, and this might be controversial, we, we just want attention instantly. We want like, oh my God, let's make a video out of this so we can get people angry. Oh my God, let's get likes. But it's like, all right, you could literally benefit from this thing that you're making fun of, but you're ruining the chances of you getting it. So how does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, every time that EA ever even tweets something, look at the responses immediately. And you'll see there are like content creators slipping in there trying to just get people to click their profile to get views. And the yeah. easiest way to do that is to have a go at EA. Mm. And so like, I don't think people are particularly thoughtful about how they how they respond to this type of content or this type of thing. And so the, the problem is there's a huge groupthink mentality as well, where a lot of content creators will have like knee-jerk reaction style videos, which do really, really well online, like in fair play to them because it does well for their channel, it does well for their brand, does well for their views, but it's not good necessarily for the community in the sense of seeing that reaction and then rather than trying to formulate their own opinion on it, just adopting a knee-jerk yep. reaction that somebody had maybe in like a minute. And so, mm. you know, like you want to say like, all right, take a step back. Like, let's use our brains here. Try to think through exactly what it is that's going on. But it's so much easier to adopt somebody else's opinion than it is to just formulate your own. Yep. What I was saying in my stream, I'm like, I don't understand any backlash. People are acting like you're forced to buy. You're not forced to buy anything. Like, you know, like kids in Fortnite, they don't complain about skins because like they, you don't have to buy skins. Yeah. Um, it's like I was telling people, I was like, I'm lactose intolerant, right? So I go to the store and I buy almond milk, but do I get mad that the store has regular milk? No, I just buy my almond milk and I go home and I, you know, don't complain. I honestly don't see the big deal. I'm like, it's like stupid to me. Yeah, it's funny actually, because this highlights something that I've seen mentioned before when doing episodes like this, that, people sometimes think that the pod or people on the pod are taking the side of EA over the community. And I can see why people think that because, you know, we have people like yourself, too, who've worked there, who understand the logic behind these decisions. Someone like yourself, Japes, who's worked with corporations in a professional capacity for years. And so on the pod, you'll hear an understanding that the way EA operate is for profit and as a large corporation. And the only way that that really changes for a football game, where the rights have to be purchased you know, from FIFA and other bodies, would be to definancialize football and business to some extent, which is a whole different podcast, really. Obviously, the podcast tries to focus on the game itself. Often, we end up talking about things like this and also criticizing EA for content decisions, for gameplay decisions. But because I think that often those things like EA's motivation is explained in terms of this is what EA are going to do. And we understand that it can seem like we're justifying it when actually 
we're not saying that we would necessarily do that if we were in charge and weren't beholden to some shareholders. Yeah. But this is the way that EA are going to operate. Whereas I think with the community, there's often this confusion expressed, which I think to sum up what we've seen here is is quite clear and what Chu's been explaining, where this cosmetic monetization actually pulls us in a very small way away from the things that people really get frustrated about, which is pay to win and loot boxes. So uh, as Chu has pointed out, it's strange to see the community react negatively to something which within the boundaries that EA operate in terms of financial goals actually would put us on a course away from those things while potentially working within those boundaries may lead to something positive for foot very long term uh, we can only wait and see and uh, we will find out and be discussing it on the pod i'm sure but for now we'll take a break we're going to be back to talk about the premier league team of the season ratings controversies upgrades and plenty more too we'll catch you in just a second hello big news as you may have heard recently it's the two-year anniversary of the foot weekly podcast supporter community and as a result the pod is giving away two lots of 12,000 fifa points or the gift card equivalent if you'd prefer and if you're not already a supporter then it isn't too late you can join up and you can enter that giveaway keep the podcast going as all our supporters do the first tier is just three pounds a month and you get double the amount of podcast content and extra podcast every week and of course as i was saying you can enter that 12,000 fifa point times two giveaway and the address for that if you want to go there directly will be in the description but it is bit.ly slash pod two years so that's bit.ly slash pod two years if you do head over to support then a huge thank you to you and a huge thank you and a happy second anniversary to the foot weekly supporter community right good luck with the giveaway and let's get back into the pod at lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So getting back into it after the break, one of the questions brought up quite a few times was the best pathway if you like to do upgrades. And actually, specifically, someone was asking where to put your rare gold players. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, just to upgrade for fodder or to get some Premier League team of the season players. And I think the wisdom is that the best place to put those is the uh, premium Premier League upgrade pack because you get the three rares and you also get nine uh, common goals, which you can then recycle. And I have retweeted this because it's going to be difficult for me to explain it on the pod. Uh, so if you head over to at Foot Weekly Pod, you can check this out. But basically what you do is you complete the premium upgrade and that gives you three rares and nine common golds. Then you go out and buy one common gold player. So you've then got the 10 common golds and you could then buy an extra one and do a standard gold upgrade so you can get yourself two rares or you can do the 81 to 87 upgrade twice fill it in with some silvers either way you'll end up then with five rare golds and you can buy six more rare golds and you'll have 11 rare golds to submit into your next premium upgrade and that'll save about 35 to 40 percent there are a few other approaches you can take but i think that makes the most sense and those packs are good Chu, how did you find that if you were up to it over the weekend? 
Yeah, I was doing the premium ones. Now that you said that process, I feel kind of stupid because I should have done that. But <laughs> yeah, the Premier League premium ones, I think I did like 100 or so until I got a Tots. I got like Tots Cancelo, but it took a while to get one because they don't really have a rating uh, limit. You know, they just have the, you know, any Premier League player yeah, yeah. that it can be. And I barely got walkouts. I want to say in 100 of them, I want to say I got maybe 10 walkouts, including the two Tots that I packed. Mm. But then... I did about 40 of the regular ones, the 80 plus ones, and I got DS after about 30 or 40. So uh, it's weird to say that I felt like, I mean, from my experience, the 80 plus ones gave me better odds, to be honest with you. But it seems weird to say that. Yeah, I mean, having a ratings floor is always good, I suppose. And maybe it makes more sense to put the commons into that rather than doing the 81 to 87 and trying to generate rare players. You know, you just generate one less rare player and then buy that player off the market, do the AC plus instead. It could be actually quite logical. Uh, Rich, what are your thoughts? I did about 30 to 35 Mm. of the premium Premier League upgrades and didn't get a blue. But then a lot of people in my streams were saying, yeah, these packs are unbelievable. I'm getting great luck and whatnot. So I think at the end of the day, it's just luck, isn't it? Like the chance of getting them, there's there's enough Premier League players out there that you can get. I mean, mm. if you if you are gonna sit and and sort of grind it through, you might get lucky. You might get a few of them. You might get none. But the upgrades, I think, are always uh, sort of positively received by a lot of people. It gives people with coins chance to get untradeable tots. It gives people who are grinders chance to get untradeable tots. It's sort of a, a win win for most parties, really. Mm, yeah, yeah. James, I assume you probably haven't done many if you've been. On your sick bed, you know. I mean, I did. I've done well since the pod started. <laughs> done maybe like seven or so of them. I got Mason Mount in my first pack and haven't gotten much of anything since. Okay, yeah, that, that's pretty good. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that Mason Mount card actually looks really, really nice. And I'm eyeing. You know, I've been playing that three four two one. I think he will make an exceptional box to box right mid, mm. um, given he does have some interesting defensive stats as well. Actually, you've led us nicely with Mason Mount onto talking about the team of the season again and specifically what has caused a lot of chat around the community is, of course, the fact that the ratings are not really as high as we'd expect from team of the season. I kind of suspected that the reason why team of the year wasn't so highly rated was because team of the season would be higher rated, but that isn't really how it's worked out with the likes of De Bruyne being the same rating and Bruno being lower rated it's really felt like they haven't and quite deliberately haven't juiced this team of the season squad as much as perhaps they have done in the past. And yeah, I'd be interested to know from people what your thoughts are on that and I suppose what the idea behind that might be and uh, what we can expect going forward as a result, Japes. Look, we have to remember that we have Euros coming this year and all signs indicate to me that EA believes that they can make this game relevant over the course of the a large portion of the summer with Euros going on. And in order to enhance their ability to do that, they need to have the ability to give cards more significant upgrades as well as prevent the power curve from getting ultra out of control. Like, let's not kid ourselves, though. Like, you might say these team of the season cards are low rated, but they're all still like 97, 98 rated in game in their specific positions. So mm-hmm. like these are top end cards. I just think that they're leaving room to try to keep the game a little bit more relevant this year. Mm. Yeah, that certainly makes a lot of sense. I think that's what I've seen 
the consensus being for this. One thing I was wondering, Rich, don't know what you think about this, is that actually by having the rating slightly lower, it also allows for, you know, slightly lower in-game stats and then allows players to feel a bit different or have a bit more differentiation between them. Whereas in past FIFAs, I felt like, you know, so many team of season players, if they were four star, four star and five foot nine or 10 and the same build would actually just feel the same. Whereas the differences in stats is actually going to make them feel a little bit more different and certain players feel more unique perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the, the players in there are very good, but there's a few in particular players that have put a dampener on the entire team. In my, from where I see it, Luke Shaw being one of them, yeah. he, he just should be higher rated than what he is. Yeah. And I think people people got on that and said, the team of the season's terrible. Look at Shaw, look at Shaw, look at Shaw. I think Cancelo being only 91 mm. when he's rode to the final, if City go on to win the Champions League, they'll literally be the exact same rating. I think the, the Bruno particular one, if you go by the... <laughs> The, the name of the promo, it's team of the season. Technically, his year of 2020 was better than his season has been. Mm. So his team of the year should be higher rated. But he's also odds on favorite, I think, at 10 to 11 to win PFA player of the year. So is he going to get a 98 mm. SBC award winner? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Potentially down the line, he, he might do. But the the general consensus, I think... They are they are just lower rated, but the actual players themselves are, are very very good. I've, I've this weekend I've used Edison Cancelo Wambasaka. He came in most consistent. I brought Suchek in. Mm. Like the players themselves are just outstanding, nonetheless. As Jake was saying, even if the overall rating is low, the actual in the positions where they're playing, they're still some of the best players on the game. Yeah, yeah. I think your point about Shaw is a really good one. I think he had a lot of attention. Because for me, the biggest thing, and I'm sure Chu can speak to this as a United fan as well, like the fact that Shaw is an 89 rated player and wan is a 92, is it just seems really weird. And uh, I'm guessing it's because they wanted wan to be one of the marquee players of the community squad. But wan other cards are literally his base version that's 83, a freeze version, which obviously isn't performance related, that's 85 rated. Whereas Luke Shaw has had two informs an 84 and an 86. So the boost is only plus three on that, Luke Shaw, whereas wan got a plus nine on his base card if you exclude the freeze. So for me, that's the big frustration, to be honest. I don't mind the fact that players aren't so high rated. I actually think it's probably good in some ways because it means that players you've got in the past, like, say, for example, Renato Sanchez, the birthday version, he still feels very good compared to these players who, who are really good but they're not so completely crazy that those players become completely outdated. And it's also good for, I think, the moments icons. It keeps more of those relevant as well. And you can see by the price recovery of quite a few players that the Premier League team this season not being quite so phenomenal, even if it's still very good, has led to those players recovering. And they are still really in demand, like plenty of them are very expensive. So yeah, Chu, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Just to wrap the debate up on the player ratings. I think a lot of good points are brought up. I mean, yeah. I think they're definitely looking ahead of the Euros, uh, so they kind of have to mm. lower things because, I mean, a lot of those Premier League players are going to be big features in the Euros. Like the Brunos are probably going to get a few informs. I don't know, in the Euros, are they trying to do like an RTTF-style mm. card system uh, whereas a certain country progresses, you know, uh, the play rating goes up, so that could be a possibility, you know. But again, like Richard was saying, like some of the like Luke Shaw, that was the one that got me. Um, you know, I kind of got a bit annoyed at that one because you know, for when you look back at 
look, the, the way it seems between like the promos and like certain things in tots and like players before tots, it's like um, separate people are rating them and they're not coordinating mm. internally is what the vibe is like uh, amongst the content team is how I feel like uh, being, you know, previously being a part of the content team in, at EA. It's just, there's not, it's not synchronized because I guess, you know, they're working away from home now. They're not working in the studio. So, you, you know, you're not meeting up in person. You're talking over like Zoom and stuff like that. But it just feels like there's two separate people coordinating and they're not working with each other. Hmm. But at the same time, you know, like with Luke Shaw, like Luke Shaw's probably not going to get like a million informs in in uh, the Euros. Cancelo, you know, maybe gets one or two, but he's not going to get three. So I feel like with those in particular, like Richard said, you know, mm. Cancelo has the RTTF. Um, Luke Shaw, you're saying he's the best fullback, the best left back in, for the season, but he's lower rated than moments Digne, which like, you know, doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it's probably the least hyped I've been for a Premier League tots. And why I worry is just that as someone that's 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 helped run tots for four years, is that Premier League tots sets the tone? It's that's the most hype tots. Like it's not going to get more hype uh, than Premier League tots. Even when you look at the ultimate tots, yeah, it's got better selection, but it's you know coming at the end. Premier League is what sets the hype, and you know, unfortunately, it dropped on the same weekend as the um, the social media blackout, so they had to go a bit early. So you saw that announcing early doesn't give the same kind of hype as announcing on the day. So. Just like it just didn't mm. feel as exciting. Um, and so for me, that's the pinnacle of Tots. So unless, you know, maybe Ligue 1 with Neymar and Mbappe goes crazy. But I don't think you're going to get the same level as hype as this. And this level of hype feels a lot lower um, than usual. If you probably ask a lot of content creators, the views are probably lower than usual during Tots. So that's the problem I have. But hopefully yours pricks that up again. Yeah, I think you made a good point about the other leagues, right? Because there's no reason why those leagues couldn't have more attractive players than the Premier League in a way. For me, the Premier League's always been a, a little bit of a pricey one. It's nice because your red picks, you've always got a good chance of a good player and, and the guaranteed is good for that reason. And of course, upgrades as well. But I think often the other leagues, in my opinion, and some of the smaller leagues even are more interesting. It's just a real shame this year, and we haven't mentioned this yet, that they've done less players in the squad that's on the market. And I know that they could potentially compensate by doing SBCs, but there really haven't been that many. I mean, I don't think we've had a team of the season Premier League SBC yet. I mean, we had Dinier before, and I guess we could get some during Ultimate Tots potentially, but it just feels really lacking volume wise and really does suggest they're holding players back and I guess that in itself is somewhat exciting but Chu I was going to ask you actually there isn't any licensing for the Euros so what does that mean for Euros content and how is that going to play out yeah it's honestly honestly not that big of a deal honestly um mm. you know when you look back Euro 2012 international man the matches you basically just can't put the official design on the cards like you can do whatever else mm. but you just it's just it's just going to be another promo really um so it doesn't really affect you that much you just can't do like a, a specific euro mode in particular which you know mm. i remember when i joined ea it was a month or so before two weeks before euros the euro dlc happened and internally it just wasn't a great experience like trying to figure out how dlc 
um, fit. And I remember it just caused a lot of technical issues at the time. So I remember everyone kind of internally left that experience as just like, yeah, you know what? We don't really need DLC. Like, you know, but at the same time, a few years later, then we had Foot World Cup, which went very well. But mm. I just remember Euros like, they're just like, ah, we don't need Euros. Like World Cup, yeah, that's the one. Mm. That's the crazy one. But like with Euros, we can just do our own thing. So I don't expect to see anything like, I don't think it's going to fully negatively impact. I think they can still do festival fo- football and come with some crazy designs mm. and it will just be like a nice hype promo. Yeah, that's true actually because obviously they did Champions League stuff before the Champions League branding and licensing was acquired. So I'm sure they'll be doing something and plenty, I suppose, with the the timing. It works really well after team of the season. And it'll be interesting to see what they do, you know, if there is a summer heat type promo or whether uh, the Euros replaces that, whatever they do for that. For now, though, we have La Liga or Bundesliga, probably La Liga coming Friday. So that's something to look out for. And of course, a smaller league, which will probably be Saudi released while we're recording this pod. And then you'll also get another smaller league, I think, next Monday. And I'll try and get it so we can record after that one so that we can include that in the conversation too, which would be nice. And actually next week, I'm going to be away for a bit. Fantastic timing with it being bang in the middle of team of the season. So the main feed episode next week is going to be more gameplay focused, a bit of a compilation, loads of really interesting tips in there, actually. And the content pod will be the supporter episode next week. If you'd like some gameplay tips in the meantime, though, then the supporter episode this week is the gameplay podcast. We've got 30 and 0 pro Scoldy on to talk about some team of the season Premier League players he used and discuss his tactics and plenty more, of course. Loads of tips in there and you can get that as well as supporting the pod, uh, getting a load of bonus podcast content. In fact, double the podcast content for just £3 a month and there's no better time to join than the start of the month. You can do that over at bit.ly slash morepod or follow the link in the description. And so that leaves us to say goodbye. So, Japes, a huge thank you for coming back on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Glad you're feeling better. Yes, happy to be back on the pod and most definitely feeling better. Uh, I will be back streaming this weekend, twitch.tv slash FIFA. Uh, and of course, you can tweet me if you have any questions about my thoughts on Team of the Season because I haven't said much, uh, mm. not necessarily on this pod, but just in general on Twitter. Yeah, so if yeah. you have questions, feel free to ask, tweet me at AirJapes. Nice. And then, uh, Richard, it's been great to have yourself on as well. Thanks for coming back on. It's been great. Thank you very much. You can uh, follow me on all social media and you can also, I'm sure this will come out hopefully before Rewards Day on Thursday, mm. uh, you can watch my live Elite Rewards on Thursday afternoon. Mm, there we uh, go. FB.gg forward slash rbuckley98. Nice. And we, of course, had the pleasure of special guest Chu this week. A huge thanks to Chu for coming on. Always appreciate those insights. Thank you very much. Uh, no problem. Um, uh, you can follow me at, uh, at Chewboy on all social media platforms except twitch is chew boy seven and i'm sure mm-hmm. um somebody's probably going to take my comments on this the wrong way so yeah tweet at me because i'm sure you already will <laughs> i think you're underestimating how non-toxic and uh, friendly the foot weekly community are you'll probably get some nice messages instead that is us wrapped up then you may hear from me in just a moment about the saudi league tots potentially let's see So yeah, this is me coming back through and the Saudi league is out as expected, not especially exciting. Romarino, Benega look pretty good. I think there are a few all right super subs in there if you're looking across your red picks and the four star week for upgrade on the Romarino is 
quite helpful actually. But apart from that, nothing too exciting, objective, not particularly inspiring. And uh, as you'd expect from the Saudi league, it's not particularly brilliant overall. We'll have to hope for a better, smaller league next week. For now though, uh, I think we're ready to wrap up. There is also the icon pack upgrade out there as well if people would like a midfield icon who's prime or moments but probably isn't very good that's always an option to sink your coins into uh, for now though i'll leave you with saying a huge thank you to all you listeners for joining us for this podcast to those supporters for keeping the pod going and to those icon patrons dave b dj fifa player coach vass hugh j thomas alan g alistair martin m jordan matt l chris w David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Nishant, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at Pace of a Tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.